the early 1960s, walking on the moon seemed impossible. Then in 1969, man walked on the moon. In the early 90s, everyone using this network called the internet? Yeah, right. Then by 99, everyone was surfing the net. In the early 2000s, Google selling for a billion dollars and eventually becoming an unstoppable online superpower, still maintaining almost 70% of the search engine market. I mean, come on. Listen, I was trying to buy this handcrafted mahogany wood model of B-25 Mitchell Panchito aircraft. Aw, for me? Don't sass me. And I went to this website and this ad popped up that said, Hey, Ron Swanson, check out this great offer. What's your question? My question is, what the hell? Like, how do they know who you are? There are these things called cookies, where, like, if you go to a site and buy something, it'll remember you and then create ads for other stuff you might want to buy. So it learns information about me? Seems like an invasion of privacy. Dude, if you think that's bad, go to Google Earth and type in your address. Hey, Google drones are probably flying over our radio studio right now, so we need to watch what we say. Now hear this loud and clear. Stay at the forefront of today's web design and web marketing trends by keeping it locked right here on Edge of the Web Radio. Online at edgeofthewebradio.com. Here's Aaron Sparks. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, we've been talking to some of the brightest talent in the state and the country over the last two weeks. It's been amazing. And, Tom, you've been with us uh, the entire time. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We were at Forbes Innovative Summit a couple weeks ago, as well as FailFest Summit held last week, actually, in Fishers, Indiana. We have had some first connections to passionate entrepreneurs and business people that many people don't get a chance to, and we wanted to be able to showcase these fantastic individuals and businesses. I mean, meeting these people, you certainly get inspired. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So over the next few shows, we're going to be continuing as showing some of these different interviews uh, as we finish out the year and showcasing a number of these uh, great thought leaders. You know, uh, we actually have on the show today Gary Dick from Inside Indiana, Scott Hill from Perk, Scott Fadness, the soon-to-be mayor of Fishers, and Quinn Buckner of the Indiana Pacers. He he was fun. He was fun. All right, today on The Edge. Good afternoon. I'm Aaron Sparks from Site Strategics. Uh, Joining me in studio is Thomas Broadbeck of of the very same company. Sir, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Well, you know what? Uh, We're still missing uh, Doug Carr. Doug. He's he's still in Florida. (laughs) He's MIA. And uh, again, splashing and enjoying uh, himself. Uh, Well, we certainly wish him the best. (laughs) And uh, also a belated happy Thanksgiving to to everybody. Um, I surely hope that you enjoyed uh, some stuffing and uh, turkey and all the best. Um, You know, every week we bring you the latest internet marketing news for a more effective and successful online strategy. And we do that for one reason and one reason only, so you can actually spend less time on your on your online strategies. I mean, we bring a lot of information about search engine optimization, search engine marketing, social media, conversion rate optimization, how you improve leads on your website, mobile technology, uh, so much more. And if you haven't heard this show before, check us out at edgeofthewebradio.com. That's our show's website where we have all of the shows, all the podcasts, and much more, plus links to iTunes, podcasts. Being all the different uh, places that you can hear our show, uh, you, you've got a, a valuable uh, kind of treasure trove of good information. Uh, well, what we've covered over the last two years, and we're still going strong with some great new uh, information that we're bringing to you. Our site, it, our company is Site Strategics. We can be found at sitestrategics.com. We're uh, in and 
Indianapolis-based <laughs> digital marketing uh, uh, firm here on the south side of Indianapolis. And we focus on search engine optimization being one of the core foundations for what we do. Hey, uh, real quick, we'll jump into some news uh, that we've been wanting to cover here for a little while. So let's find out what's hot off the press in today's web world. I'm not a baby. I'm a man. I am an anchor man. The latest internet marketing news. All right. Hey, I wanted to uh, impress upon you real quick. WordPress. If you use WordPress for your website, uh, they released a critical security update, and it, an immediate update is recommended. They actually announced uh, last uh, this past week that uh, uh, they have a critical security update for all previous versions, and they encourage everyone to update their sites immediately. If your if your site supports an automatic background of updates, like WP Engine, for example, and that's one of the services that we use, yep. uh, you. Your site will get automatically updated. The issue they said it will not affect version four, but version four and four four point oh point one does fix about twenty three bugs uh, known in the system. Uh, there's a number of security issues uh, that we can actually. We're going to have a link on the site that you can check out. But if you've got WordPress, you better yeah, pretty be- much anything under WordPress WordPress four point oh yeah. Updated and updated now. Um, another article, and that was from Search Engine Journal by uh, Matt Southern. Another article here uh, from Search Engine Land by Ginny Marvin. This was actually a really cool one. This was the uh, Google Keyword Planner now yeah. shows mm-hmm. conversion estimates. Now, here, here's the, here's the cool thing. The Keyword Planner gives us volume of traffic and volume of, of searches per month, right? It mm-hmm. gives you some suggested terms. Well, guess what? They're also rolling out here. Uh, they can use your conversion data that you have tracking inside of your AdWords campaign to see how bid changes might affect mobile and desktop performance across many different conversion metrics. This is pretty cool stuff. They actually announced that last week. Google is actually uh, they're using the accounts historical conversion conversion data. So if you have a 1%, 2%, 3% conversion, mm-hmm. they'll actually overlay that onto some predicted outcomes of some of the keywords that you could be bidding on. Yeah. Well, that's almost like saying you're about to make this much money <laughs> if you buy from us. I mean, <laughs> you got to love you got to yeah. love Google. I mean, all right. We've got to jump into our interviews. So uh, circle back around. We're going to have all of the news articles online at edgeofthewebradio.com. We're continuing our series of interviews from FailFest uh, that was put on by Launch Indiana and Launch Fishers with an interview of a well-known celebrity. That's Gary Dick of Inside Indiana, as well as we're going to be having in this show Scott Fadness, the soon-to-be mayor of Fishers. <laughs> You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio with Aaron Sparks. We're online with exclusive podcasts, the latest web news, and links at edgeofthewebradio.com. You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio. Discover insider web marketing strategies right now at edgeofthewebradio.com. Here's Aaron Sparks. You can't touch this. Getting some old school there. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, Site Strategics and Edge of the Web Radio uh, was proud to be uh, invited to the Fail Fest Summit here in Indianapolis that was put on by Launch Indiana and Launch Fishers. And those are the, the, the great group of uh, uh, entrepreneurs that get together and give feedback to themselves about how to how to build new business. We had a great time meeting some serious thinkers in this space of how to create new business, new innovations, but more importantly, how to embrace failure in business as a learning tool. tool. And Wow, there were some whoppers of failures. Um, so stay tuned for that. This is uh, Edge of the Web Radio. Thank you for listening. If you haven't heard this show before, we focus on all things digital marketing. So if you need 
to know anything about search engine optimization, how to get your site ranked online, and how to be able to get leads coming through your website. So just simply give us a call. This is what we do. We are a 10-year-old company at Site Strategics. You can check us out online at sitestrategics.com or simply just type in Indiana Digital Marketing, Indiana Search Engine Optimization. You're going to find us at the top of the list. We'd love to sit down and have a talk with you about what we can do for your site's success. So give us a shout at 877-736-4932 or simply locally at 317-882-8500. All right, hey, we had a good number of conversations and thought leaders in the state regarding new business, and we certainly enjoyed speaking to Gary Dick of Inside Indiana and his thoughts on failure in business. You were the keynote speaker for uh, Fail Fest, and can you tell us a little bit about this particular uh, summit here? Yeah, I think it's a great event uh, for Indiana in a number of ways. Uh, You know, embracing failure. It's something that uh, people in Indiana, the state of Indiana, the Midwest in general is kind of, uh, it's it's foreign to them. You know, Uh, they look at failure. You you go to technology hubs like Silicon Valley and Austin and Boston, and failure is is embraced in a big way. You fail at something, say, okay, what are you going to do next? Here it's viewed as Failure, and I think that's beginning to change in terms of a culture. I think this event, Fail Fest 14, we've got a great lineup of speakers, some incredible entrepreneurs who have been very successful, who aren't going to be talking about their successes, but they're going to be talking about their failures and how those failures, embracing them, really led them to greater success. You know, uh, entrepreneurs and investors in VC Capital are usually gun-shy of... Mm -hmm. of of entrepreneurs, investing right. in entrepreneurs who haven't right. failed before. It's almost, well, are we going to be the ones that bite the bullet there? Yeah. As you have interviewed, you've interviewed hundreds and thousands of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Have, have you seen the, uh, the, the, the uh, emergence of that type of acceptance and that type of, uh, uh, you know, earning their stripes, so yeah. to speak, inside of entrepreneurs community, uh, entrepreneurial community? I don't think there's any question about it. You look in the technology space and the innovation space, uh, it's uh, it's everywhere. But you look, I think, in every walk of life. You look at you look at athletes. Most athletes, I think, will tell you that that they got to where they were in part because of embracing failure or that fear of failure. And failure drives them to 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 uh, to that next level in the business community in the tech space in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that failure or fear of failure can can drive an entrepreneur to work harder, to think smarter, to figure out ways to get around obstacles, uh, and really serve as a motivation in in large respect uh, and again that's something that's part of the that hasn't been part of the culture in central indiana or the state if you will mm-hmm. but i really see that see that beginning to change fantastic okay as as you've gone you yourself are actually on stage talking about mm-hmm. a number of the challenges just yeah. getting inside indiana mm-hmm. and, and your entire organization started yeah. Do you now have a checklist of maybe things that you look for uh, to to at least uh, understand after a particular failure or to try to prevent uh, from from uh, future yeah. failures? Have you divined uh, a particular yeah. checklist for yourself? Not not a checklist uh, per se, but but I can tell you back. You know, my background is in television news, right. uh, which is not a, frankly not a very innovative space, and it just it just isn't. And uh, you know, I grew up uh, really uh, not being a risk taker, not being someone someone who really admired and really looked up to entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Never thought in a million years I I could or would do it. But it was failure that got me into it because as I was looking to get out of day-to-day television into a corporate communications uh, position at a major company here in Indiana, it looked like that was going to happen, 95% sure. It didn't happen in the 11th hour. It was a failure. And uh, it was a failure that really set me back initially. I was really disappointed that was going to be my next move, put all my eggs in that basket. Uh, And as I said 
at the event, you know, once I start stop feeling sorry for myself, I said, hey, what, you know, how can I use this failure to go on to that next thing? And it, it was it led me to create Inside Indiana Business, which ultimately became a standalone company, partnered with a technology entrepreneur Scott Jones. But it was that failure, that impetus that got me in to do that. And that, uh, that's a very positive thing. You know, something that's unique about this organization and a number of the different launch organizations that you talked mm-hmm. about on, on stage is that you're not, entrepreneurs aren't doing it alone right. anymore. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, a huge paradigm shift for, yeah. for risk of the cliche yeah. there. But now you have entrepreneurs that are, are and maybe not as gunshot to actually mm-hmm. take risks and, and, and suffer failure yeah. because they've got a dragnet out there yeah. of additional feedback or at least uh, a good group of individuals mm-hmm. to be able to help them through that process as opposed to taking yeah. it so emotionally. Right. right, without question. I mean, you go back 15 years, and there was a big tech movement here to, to make Indianapolis, central Indiana, the state, more of a tech hub mm-hmm. 15 years ago. And we were so far behind on so many things, Certainly. one of them being culture and that culture of change, embracing change, embracing failure, embracing supporting entrepreneurs. That culture has now changed. You talk about the co-working spaces. There's not now one. There are more than 20 around the state of Indiana. Yeah, not just here in central Indiana in a big metropolitan area, but in places like Terre Haute and Lafayette and Goshen and Richmond. And you can count so many places around the state where that happens. So that young entrepreneur who maybe gets an idea or has an idea, a cool idea in college, graduates, he wants a place to land, 15 years ago, probably didn't have that place here. Today, there are options, and there are events like this, and there are successful entrepreneurs who are connecting um, and really wanting to help out in the process. So that what they're calling that ecosystem, Mm -hmm. uh, which has kind of been a buzzword for a while, but it's real. And, and that's a real positive thing. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. You bet. Any past, uh, last words of wisdom for entrepreneurs that are wanting to dive in and tackle something? You know, to, to, uh, to uh, borrow from Nike, just do it. Because, <laughs> because there, there are opportunities out there, and now compared to 10, 15 years ago, yep. there's an infrastructure or support system to help. Oh, that was a fantastic interview from uh, Gary Dick, if I do, do say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a cool guy. Oh, he really is. All right, you're listening to Edge of the Web Radio and online, and we're covering our interviews that came from the Fail Fest Summit this past week in Fishers, Indiana. All right, and we're going to jump into another interview of with Scott Fadness, the soon-to-me mayor of Fishers, Indiana. Fishers is actually going to be a full-fledged city here January 1, correct? Absolutely. Exciting time. Well, fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you for sharing time with us today. Sure. Appreciate it. Now, you're here at FailFest, and there's a number of reasons you're here at, at this particular event, but uh, can you get, tell me your, your perspective of failure and embracing failure for entre- entrepreneurs? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, there's a lot of synergies or parallels to the entrepreneur when we talk about local government and economic development. And so we tend to be very scared of failure as well, and we tend to Certainly. chase headlines, and we want to we wanna be the next person in the IBGA talking about 300 jobs moving here. And what we haven't done is spend a lot of time redefining success. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do here in Fishers. We think that the 21st century economy requires a redefinition of what success looks like in economic development for communities. And things like Fail Fest and Launch Fishers, mm-hmm. Launch Indiana, are all of those key elements that creates a culture and an environment 
where wealth is created rather than stolen from other communities and grabbed from other communities. So all these, uh, these incubation uh, learning development communities that are starting to come up, and in fact, Gary Dick talked about literally there's 20 across the, country, across the, the state right now yeah. that are happening. You're seeing this model happen, and it's not these large-scale models. These are individually very, very culturally based to the region that they're coming from as right. well. So you're seeing a lot of give back to the community. And how do you, from a, do you envision from a government standpoint that relationship with entrepreneurs and incentivizing them to give back to their community as opposed to they, they do their business and then whatever? It really, they... yeah, it really does become organic. Yeah. So what we look at is we're going to create an environment. We're going to invest in the environment in order for entrepreneurs to succeed. And while they're in that environment, we hope that they really grow roots into the community and Absolutely. believe that this is their community. What happens when you do a traditional tax incentive is they'll go to whatever community makes the most economic sense. Right. And then they may just as well put a, uh, a calendar notice that in five years when our incentives are up, we need to renegotiate or we'll move on to another community. Yeah, give us a better deal on this yeah, time. Absolutely. absolutely. The way you get them is the way you lose them. Right. And so, right. uh, so for us, we think by creating this culture, we can really start to grow roots, and these people will become fishers' businesses. And that's what we're excited about. Fantastic. Um, on, on a personal track, the, uh, can you share with us a, a particular failure that you've had that you've learned from? Yeah, actually, it, it was born out of this economic development pursuit. You know, we got so wrapped up in being the next big headline in the IBGA about jobs right. that we probably entered into some economic development deals, incentive deals, that in the long term were not going to benefit us the way that it probably should have. And from that failure, we decided that we had to redefine what success looked like. Hmm. And so I think that's really a personal failure and a community failure that we can turn back into a success in the long term for our community. Absolutely. Um, as you're seeing these different, I mean, this is a great meeting with a lot of, yeah. of focus on fishers. As you're seeing all these different entrepreneurs and businesses, um, what do you see as a core theme coming from their different stores as you're hearing the yeah. different speakers? Uh, it's a core value system. Yeah. Uh, entrepreneurs, whether you're in nonprofit, whether you're in government, whether you're uh, a true uh, private sector entrepreneur, they all share the same value system, which is that they're always trying to make something better than what it was. Right. And that's an exciting culture to be around, and they like to collaborate, and, they, and they're energized by new ideas. And so regardless of all this talk about failure, mm -hmm. the core value system that they have that's is trans, transferable among all the different groups. All right, I'll pull you another way. How can those values cross over into government as well because those, those things absolutely need to be centered on government and giving back and actually yeah. developing better better systems. Absolutely. I mean, I look to hire people with entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirits yep. with technical capabilities in government. And so we want to redefine government just like we want to redefine this community. We want to Fantastic. redefine uh, how you innovate and create wealth. I think you have to do that in government as well. So we're going to be looking to Fishers to see a lot of new innovations coming through. Absolutely. And a lot of uh, individuals in your government, in your mayorship, actually putting together these type of incubations. Yeah, yeah. We're just getting started. And, uh, and, and opening up government to the entrepreneur. When an entrepreneur has an idea and he wants to talk to someone in the uh, fire department or the police department, right. we have a culture now that says, no, you go meet with those individuals and you share your insights because perhaps they're going to create the next best thing in police protection. Right. So. Um, we really think uh, we're on to something here, and uh, we can't wait to get started. How are you going to, how do you envision sharing these models? Of, and what you, Obviously, you don't know everything that you're going to find. Right. Right. But how do you envision, did you have a plan to actually help broadcast this, not just about fishers, but also how to help 
other townships and other cities capitalize yeah. on that because that's part of the entire next level of system right. here as well. We're 100% committed to sharing this among the state of Indiana. In fact, cool. the town of Fishers put up $50,000 to create Launch Indiana, which is really centered here, but it's all about reaching out to all those communities in rural mm-hmm. parts of Indiana to put peer-to-peer networks together for high-potential, high-growth businesses. Right. And so we're committed to sharing this among everyone in Indiana. And, John, you know, John Wexler, since we started Launch Fishers, there's now 20 colos across the state of Indiana. That's fantastic. And we would pick up the phone to any one of them or any government official to try to help in any way we can because we think to repopulate wealth into the state of Indiana, this is the future of economic development not necessarily the traditional model in the 20th century. You hear that, everybody? It's not tax incentives. Help your local entrepreneur, okay? Yeah. Very good. Thank you so much for Absolutely. your time today. Any, any, any final thoughts for entrepreneurs or actually entrepreneurs inside of government? Uh, no, just, uh, just keep at it. Keep uh, true to your core values of entrepreneurship, and uh, I think exciting things will happen. That was Scott Fadness, a mayor-elect for Fishers of Indiana, and it was, we were proud to be able to speak to him. That's a neat, great to be able to see a, an individual that's not just a politician. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has some great thoughts about what he can bring to his local government. Okay, we're continuing our interviews uh, we had at Fail Fest with an uh, interview with Scott Hill from Perk, Tiffany Souter of Element 3, and the one and only Quinn Buckner from the Indiana Pacers. You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio with Aaron Sparks. We're online with exclusive podcasts, the latest web news, and links at edgeofthewebradio.com. What internet marketing expert should you spend your valuable time listening to? Listen to someone who has over 20 years of web marketing experience and hundreds of website marketing success stories. That man is Aaron Sparks from Site Strategics. Where does it get those wonderful toys? And this is Edge of the Web Radio. You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio. We're talking about internet marketing and internet content trends of 2014. You'll hear nowhere else. This show is presented by Site Strategics. We're a uh, Indianapolis-based internet marketing company, a digital marketing firm that brings success to your online presence at your website. So if you're looking for anything regarding social media management, search engine rankings, um, what it actually gets down to is just improved lead conversions that ultimately just make make sales for your Mm -hmm. website. I mean, that's what we do on a regular basis. So give us a call. Happy to actually sit down and have a free consultation hour to talk to you about your online success. Give us a call at 877-736-4932, or you can call us locally at 317-882-8500. All right. We're continuing our interviews that we had from the FailFest Summit put on by uh, Launch Indiana and Launch Fishers. Just quickly, the FailFest Summit was an entire meeting place of entrepreneurs sharing their failures as opposed to their successes in business so they can learn from each other, but honestly, sharing what they learned from failing. It was an incredibly insightful uh, meeting, and we met a lot of great thought leaders, a number of different interviews, including this one from Scott Hill from Perk. You just got off stage. You had a presentation about failure. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not, usually not the, 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 the most uh, exciting thing to talk about, but absolutely in this culture, in this group of people, I mean, people are wanting to learn about how to get past failure and how to innovate past failure. Mm-hmm. Um, give us some, some insights of what you talked about on stage. Yeah, what I kind of referenced was uh, the failure um, learning lesson of going through the recession and uh, how during that time period I had taken on a failure mindset um, and kind of had lost the ability to think positive and towards the future of what I was in the future working on. And I got so myopic into the short term that 
failure became possible because when you get myopic yeah. and you're looking at just your actions and outcomes, only two things are possible, success or failure. Um, and previously, I had never looked at things like that. I was always so focused on the long term of what I was going after. Right. Um, but I got so short-term focused that failure became possible. And so my presentation was all about how to try to get out of almost removing failure as a possibility and trying to turn it to where, worst case, it's always just a learning lesson. From your experience there, did you um, provide yourself any a number, almost like a checklist of, of or flags uh, to tell yourself, oh, oh, oh I'm getting, uh, getting, getting in the weeds here. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of going into that tunnel vision, yeah, pull so myself out. I do now. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. During then, you know, I was pretty depressed and had, Absolutely. I'd, you know, lost all kinds of checklists. It was a bad couple of years. Yeah. Oh, and and it wasn't just even the recession. A lot of businesses went through it. It exposed a lot of the things we were doing wrong at the right. time. So, right. um, really had to kind of pull ourselves up and almost start over. We had achieved a great success and built up a large and decent, nice, great company very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then to have it all go away. I felt like such a total failure. Um, so when we were kind of rebuilding, you know, the checklist now is that I always have the long-term vision that I'm shooting for. That might take me 20 years, I and mean, that's what I'm working on. When somebody asks me the question, well, what are you working on? Yeah, very rarely should it be the very immediate thing right now that you're working on that could have a success or failure outcome. Right. Whatever happens in the short term today, that should just be able to be either a success that builds you towards what you're working towards long term, right. or it's just a learning lesson that enables you to be able to move forward with it. So um, I have, uh, in business, we always do that. And it's like when you work with an investor or anybody like that, they're always pushing you to think bigger total available market that you can go after. So yes, I know you have this idea and this is what you're going to do, but how big can it be? What's your total available market? So we try to do that with everybody and try to get them to be thinking, what's the total available vision that you have personally that you want to go after and achieve? And if you're 22, maybe you can only see out to 25. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But you're always trying to be able to think larger and bigger and keep adding to it. So at this point, I'm able to know that, you know, I'm wanting to be able to be an angel investor with, you know, a bunch of money to be able to go and have that fun with it mm-hmm. um, and then so to make that happen I have to have Perk achieve a certain goal and to have that happen I need to have this technology achieve a certain goal and there to have that is. happen I have to be able to have these particular things happen and if any of those shorter term ones I need to move on from or change or adapt to those are no longer failures those are just things that help me better be prepared to go accomplish that longer term goal. It's a, it's a honing process as opposed to taking that personally as well of every different because you're going to have those challenges Absolutely. you're going to have those it, 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 business is meant to go through that type of honing process yeah you know like the whole keep the eye on the prize sort yeah. of thing and uh, a lot of times you may not be able to see or you might have forgotten about what the prize is that you're after and you always need to be able to be focusing that what is it that you're ultimately trying to be successful at this for right. in order for something to happen and I think that a lot of people struggle with being able to clearly articulate and define, this is what I want to have happen in my life, and this is what I'm doing today in order to be able to have that happen. And the more clearly you can be able to articulate what you're wanting to have happen, the easier the answers of what you need to be doing today seem to just appear before you. And write it down. Mm-hmm. And actually, Absolutely. And just don't hold it in, in. I mean, actually put together that plan of attack. I'm a big believer in that the more you can kind of live and uh, be in that future moment where it almost turns into reality, that the more the easier it is to be able to have it happen today. So I'll actually even journal in the future. I'll be writing about like 20 years from now. I've just now invested a million dollars in this angel um, angel startup. Um, I'm looking to be able to help support it and Fantastic. go through it. Um, just to try to be able to have that mindset as much as possible. So Scott Hill, the time traveler. Exactly. You know, it's amazing what you can do in your own mind. But I do believe that it really Absolutely. helps you have the grit to survive and get through and push forward with the things no, that you're trying to work it's, on today. It's, 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 it, what you're doing is investing in your vision. That's what you're doing. Exactly. Um, now, we never had, I mean, I'm a business owner as well. We've been doing the business in the same 
roughly the same time, time period, we never had these type of ecosystems of development groups mm-hmm. where you can actually share the, this failure mm-hmm. and be able to also have feedback from different entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. How do you see that as, as a growth prospect for Indiana? Yeah, so I know when I first started the company, it was it felt like I was out there by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you now today, you have so much of a support system and be able to learn yeah. from. Much easier access to mentors just because you're able to go where, you know, mentors and advisors are also there. Um, they're showing up. And they're wanting to get back. Wanting to get back. And so Indianapolis continues to be able to have a flywheel type of effect on entrepreneurship and investing in advisor and mentors. And the more people are successful, the more they're able to help others. And one advisor and mentor might be able to help mentor five to ten people. And so then they become successful. And now those five or ten are able to go help five and ten each. And Absolutely. so it just keeps building forwards. And with technology, you know, it started 20 years ago or so here in Indianapolis. Now it's just continuing to be able to move forward to where so much more accessibility. Look at Bill Godfrey, who's been a great advisor to us. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just freed up from his job or he sold his company for a ton of money, you know, a few years ago. Scott Dorsey just right. ended up stepping down as CEO. Now he's looking to be doing the same thing. So Indianapolis has a, it is continuing to produce people who now have the money and the time and the will um, to want to go help others. This is an exciting time for Indiana and the Midwest. I think the Midwest is kind of reclaiming a bit of its uh, innovation uh, mm-hmm. that uh, that maybe it's been uh, uh, not really uh, having it here uh, recently. Well, Scott, thank you so much yeah. for all your time here, mm-hmm. and uh, we're looking at Perk. Um, we're always watching Perk because mm-hmm. you guys are doing some fantastic yeah. things out there. Any passing or last thoughts for uh, entrepreneurs that are just starting up? Um, you know, set a vision, um, set big goals for yourself, and stay at it. All right. Hey, you're listening to Edge of the Web Radio and online. We're covering the interviews that we came across uh, at the Fail Fest Summit this past week in Fishers, Indiana. Uh, we're going to continue our interviews with Tiffany Sauter, president of Element 3. It's really interesting to see all the different types of businesses that are here that want to share their their their, their lessons learned from failure. And you don't hear that that often. Yeah, no, it's true. I was talking to one of the other speakers in the green room, and I said, this is almost an easier story to tell than the success ones because it's so from the heart. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's very personal as well. And we've talked to a number of different speakers, and there's a common thread through this entire thing that that uh, you, you got to not take it, take it so personally, but you have to take it personally enough mm-hmm. to actually change some of the things that you've been doing. So uh, one of the key points that you spoke about was changing the framework or changing behavior. Can you talk a little bit about what you meant by that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we had a really tough year in 2009, Mm -hmm. and um, I shared with the audience that I had just had my first baby, and it would be a very socially acceptable time to walk away from my business to say, you know, I've had my first child. I think that I'm going to just stop, and I realized that I was probably going to be walking away from one of the biggest learning experiences of my life if I chose to do that. Mm -hmm. So, um, what I decided I needed to do if I was going to figure out how to do all of these things, be a wife and a mom and um, also a business owner, is to get very intentional about the way I spent my time. And so I made a rule for myself that um, I could only spend time with people that I believed could teach me something right. or spend money with me. Fantastic. Um, and it, uh, you know, you sort of don't want to be a bitch. <laughs> if I can say that on camera. No problem. Um, but I realized that if I was to get where I needed to go, that I had to be really intentional about protecting what I wanted. And, and protecting your time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, you're setting rules for yourself. And that's, that's one of the what, – what we're seeing as well is as people talk about their failures, they're also looking at developing processes in which they can learn from those failures. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not enough to say, whoops, did that wrong. Mm-hmm. And you need to have a way to harvest lessons learned. So with Element 3 uh, – 
are you embracing this type of failure perspective, at least to understand um, what maybe we did wrong in a particular element and be able to bring that as lessons learned into that, into that next engagement? And is there a process that you have to do so? Yeah, you know, the, um, a lot of the speakers have talked about it's a lot about where your focus is. Mm -hmm. uh, again, back in, harkening back to 2009, 2010, I, I sort of had this crushing um, feeling on my chest that the thing I had served had left me um, because the business almost went away and I'd spent, you know, four years pouring everything that I was into it. Right. And so what I have found is that shifting my focus started to change where my energy was. So um, I would say, you know, five or so years ago that we were definitely a business, an organization that used people to achieve business goals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And today I think we are much closer to becoming a business that works to achieve people goals. And really being intentional about saying the highs and the lows inside the business mm -hmm. are just part of the cycle of what we're building. There you go. But if we can really focus on the individuals and the people who are growing and their careers and how we can help them each individually achieve greatness, mm -hmm. it starts to really shift your focus off of this has been a year of awards for Element 3. So you can sort of get up in your head and think you're invincible. Right. But that's also the same pile of crap that, you know, when you're in sort of this glut of failure, right. that that pile of crap is. It's right, right, right. Both of them, they're extremes that really aren't true. And you can't get your, yeah, it does. And you can't be, you can't be myopic on that either. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Right. So. Otherwise, you get crushed in yeah. a different way. So, so you're, you're investing time and focus on on the people as opposed to the as opposed to the business but the business is actually supporting your your staff members and giving them the the structure right i mean it does not let us off the hook from being sure that we're running a really prudent business yep. because that's the only thing that gives us a chance to give people jobs you right. know day absolutely. in and day out so absolutely. it's not abdicating a responsibility for that at all but i think it's changing what it is that i'm serving is I'm using business to serve my people That's fantastic. instead of my people to serve the business yeah, because this business is an inanimate object. Um, so yep. We were just at the Forbes Summit last week, and one of the speakers there spoke about re uh, relentless innovation. Is that is it, to be an, to to have a company to actually uh, continue to grow? There needs to be a footprint of innovation for an organization, even ten percent. Just making sure that ten percent is always there. Mm -hmm. I challenge you in this this respect as well is that you also need to have that that pursuit of learning from failure as an, an additional. 10% or whatever that is mm -hmm. to have it feeding back into the organization. Um, would you would you agree with that type of pursuit? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the thing probably that most keeps me up at night is yeah. is being sure, especially in a business like marketing where it seems like about every six months it's totally shedding its skin. Right. Um, and consumer you know, buying is just changing you know, so, so fast. Right. You, you know this to some degree as well. Yeah. So um, I think so. You know, we We've talked recently at Element 3 about where are our prototypes, mm -hmm. where are the things that we're innovating, um, and where are, the, right, where right, are right. the pieces where inside client relationships or inside how we're serving our clients, where we're breaking away from maybe standard process and beginning to prototype, and what can we learn from there, yep, yep, yep. And, and sort of begin rolling it back into Constantly incubate that, mm -hmm. that piece of it. Um, last question. You come from Eli Lilly, uh, and, and inside Eli Lilly, 
there was a nature of, of, of learning processes from failures. I mean, that's part of the culture. That's part of the process. Transitioning into a marketing agency where failure could literally mean the, de- the demise of a company. Mm-hmm. How were you able to make that transition? Or how? That's a tough jump. It really is. Yeah, you know, I um, I grew up in a crazy household, and my dad is an entrepreneur, so I grew up around a lot there of business. Yep, yep, yep. And um, we had businesses as young kids, and he was really passionate about teaching us financial literacy. So our friends were on payroll, oh, yeah. he made us do taxes, like all this kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> and then you get into an organization like Lilly and see sort of how mature it is. Right. Um, and there's a lot to be learned, I think, by understanding the currency of a big organization and, mm-hmm. and the political, political components exactly, of it and exactly. just what, how, learning a really different kind of culture right. that taught me a lot about navigating new environments. Um, and, you know, it's different. It, at Lily, you can pick the phone up for a bajillion different departments and suddenly you're on your own or with a really small group of people and you realize you are IT, you right. are the janitor, you right. are... You, you are all these things, and it can be scary. Really I mean, can. there's no doubt about that. Um, and I think that's where that line of sort of self-assurance and humility is a tough thing to walk as an entrepreneur because you do have to have a bit of moxie that says, I am special enough to be able to do this, but exactly. enough humility to understand that there's no chance you can do it alone. Absolutely. Well, this has been a fantastic series of speakers, and thank you so much for spending Absolutely. time with us today. Um, final thoughts for, for that new entrepreneur that's getting into the field, in whatever field they're in, what would you say to them? You know, I would really encourage them that don't be frustrated when it's different than what you thought. Um, because I think sometimes the greatest enemy of experience is, is uh, expectations. Right, right. Is that when it's really different than what you thought it was going to be, you get yep. really thrown off track. Yep. Instead of just sort of writing with what is. Mm. <laughs> Um, and not spending so much time trying to figure out, well, why is it different than I thought? Because it's going to be different than you thought. Get your head out of it. Get your head (laughs) out of it. Just do the job and get it done. That's right. right. Well, that was a great interview with Tiffany Sauter of Element 3. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to continue our interviews, and and we're going to hold this one to last year, a great interview with Quinn Buckner of the Indiana Pacers and his thoughts about lessons learned from failure right after this. You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio with Aaron Sparks. We're online with a Exclusive podcast, the latest web news and links at edgeofthewebradio.com. You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio with Aaron Sparks. We're online with exclusive podcasts, the latest web news and links at edgeofthewebradio.com. Here's Aaron Sparks. Well, we certainly had a great time at Fail Fest Summit last week in Fishers, Indiana, and uh, we're going through all of our interviews that we that we took. And, and just want to make uh, jam-packed shows here with some good, good thought leaders here in business. We have a great new interview here with Quinn Buckner of the Indiana Pacers and his thoughts about lessons learned from failure. Quinn Buckner of the uh, ex-Indiana Pacer, but you've got a laundry list of other things that you've been doing here recently. Yeah, I do. I'm the Vice President of Communications for the Indiana Pacers, uh, which is part of my job i am the television broadcaster i do all 82 games for the pacers that's right that's right uh in addition to that i've uh, within the last five years have gotten involved i now am a financial advisor mm-hmm. uh primarily in the insurance uh area but uh for me it was it was growth yeah it was like personal innovation i i've been blessed enough to be in sports all of my life yes, um since about fourth grade and I got to a point that I, I really enjoy being in sports, but I, I needed, uh, like we all, I needed something to kind of jump 
jumped me again. Gotcha. And, and that's kind of what, what happened and how I got in financial services. Pardon me. <clears throat> so I've been, I've been very, very blessed and, and um, have, you know, had success uh, athletically and personally, but I failed like everyone else. But uh, like I tell my children, a failure is really an unwanted outcome. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, if you quit, then it's a failure. If it's an unwanted outcome and you manage to learn from it and grow from it, then it becomes a positive, and then it's the outcome you want. You're not a failure at that point. And trust me, I failed. We all fail. You know, and that's an incredible point there. So many people own the, the label failure as opposed to look at it as an element or an item, a, a, a stumbling block. There's so much personal that, that goes on whenever there's a challenge that you can't overcome at that moment. How do you, how have you, uh, been able to kind of compartmentalize that and move on because it's a tough thing any way you cut it. It, it really is a tough team. And I think the, the, the salient point that you, you bring is, is it's not who you are if you don't have the unwanted out, if you have that unwanted outcome. It's what has occurred. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're disciplined and really focused on trying to get to your goal, mm -hmm. that may happen, it may happen differently. The important point is that you learn from it, make the adjustment, and continue to move. Right. One of the ways I learned from it was my dad said something to me, which is really weird. As a sports analogy, I'm, I'm sports. I played football, but I love basketball. My dad really understood my psyche. So after I got, I played, you know, four years of high school football, football and basketball, two years in college, and four years of basketball in college as well. I got done playing. I said to my dad, why is it that you, want, you were so intent on me playing football? Now, mind you, my, foot, my dad played football, so you, you kind of think it's that? Yeah. He said, it's as close to life as you're going to get. I said, what do you mean? He <laughs> said, when you get knocked down, you've got to get back up. Yes, sir. Well, when you get knocked down is what some people consider a failure. You've got to get back up. Now, get back up with a, for, mm -hmm. a, a focus and yeah. pay attention to wh why you got knocked down. So the next time I go through that whole, I'm looking for that guy and came and clipped me. Mm -hmm. But it's the same thing in life. You're looking for the thing that caused you a problem before. You're prepared for it. Yeah. And, and so you, and preparation is, is, you know, Coach Knight, who I played for at Indiana, was terrific about it. Preparation meets opportunity. That's luck. That's what you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this about about entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. and there's an, in, there's an entire uh, yeah. principle here inside of failure. Um, there's, there's been a uh, kind of a, uh, a thought dec for decades that you don't want to share those failures. In fact, if, if you share those, I mean, it's not going to be attractive to any type of investment capital. It's not going to be in, attractive to any other businesses. Oh. And that, that I, Sorry, I, no, I, I argue against that. Absolutely. Because anybody that's had success has had what is considered a failure. What they, they would admire the fact that you at least are, are candid and honest about the fact that you've made that mistake or you failed, whatever you want to call it, right. unwanted outcome. And entrepreneurs know that's part of the process. That's how they know you're really an entrepreneur. You've, you've been beat up. You've been beat up. And then part of being beat up is where you get smarter, right. where you learn how to do things more efficiently. Because that, ultimately, that's what we all want to do, just do things more efficiently, whatever you decide that thing happens to be. But to, to label yourself, the part that is really um, disconcerting to me is to label yourself a failure. Right because you've had an unwanted outcome or a failure of a circumstance. Right, right, it's right. not a failure of your character. Right. It may be some ignorance that you may have had, but ignorance can be overcome. That's a function of what you know. You can go learn, and you've learned through this failure and other places, how to improve upon that particular outcome. And that's the part that I think people get caught in. I don't mind being called ignorant on subject matters that I'm ignorant on. Because most of us are on a lot of subjects. Absolutely. There's some we have expertise and some we don't. And that is where I think, and sometimes with entrepreneurs, I also think because they have had some success sometimes, 
uh, one of the challenges that I see it in professional athletes, I struggled with it a little bit myself. If you've had success, you have a hard time believing there's some other area you don't have success in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there, that's when you start to internalize it and personalize the fact that I, I can do this. I can't believe I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm in, ignorant. I can't do that. It is just a different kind of intelligence. If you can't do it, they do have people that can. Absolutely. And bring those people on board. So that's a willingness to accept who you are. And I'll give you an example. One of the things I, I learned about my lack of preparation, I coached the Dallas Mavericks for a year. Right. And I think we won, if, I'm stretching it, if we won 15, 16 games out of 82. What I learned was about my arrogance and my ignorance and not preparing. Those are the kind of things that can get you in trouble because that's all ego. Yep, it's the, all heady stuff. It's all ego. Yep. That's, that's stuff that you feel versus what's real. Deal with what's real. What are, you, what are your capabilities? What do you need? How are you focused? Do you have the right uh, capacity? Those things are things that are real. Mm-hmm. This, this up here, this can, it, it can get in the way when you <laughs> overthink the issue. Now, you see this uh, group, uh, this, this, this uh, Failfest organization. Yeah. You see Launch Indianapolis and Launch, um, sorry, Launch Indiana and Launch Fishers. You're seeing a different shift. You're seeing a shift from yeah. a, a mindset of fearing failure to actually embracing failure and also connecting with other entrepreneurs that want to share and give back. What an incredibly different environment that is than maybe a decade ago, two decades ago. Well, I think one of the challenges that we have here in Indiana, and I, you know, I do have a home in Texas, but I live here for the most part is um, not being early adopters. Right. It's, it's, it's just kind of what's been. And I think, and I not think, I, as we all live in this world today with technology and the advancements that it makes and the short time span that it does, yep. it requires uh, a pooling of resources, intellectual, you know, physical, mental. It requires spiritual. spiritual. You have to pull, come at it from all angles. So I think there, there is a changing there's, there's a prominent change going on. I don't think it's just, I'm glad to know it's here in Fishers, but I think it's here in Indiana. Well, you and I were talking before we, we started the Innovation Summit with Steve Ford. Right. I, I have come back here, believe it or not, for almost 40 years. Can't fathom Indiana having done something like that. Now, yeah, the challenge is how do you carry that forward in some meaningful way? And I think that's what all of us have to figure out. I think the more we're into this and the older you get, the more you realize, while you're an entrepreneur, you're not doing this alone. I don't care what you do. You're not doing it alone. You can't have success alone. You, you can't. And, and there's so many other places as a resource that you can look for it, even if it's on the Internet with somebody, right. not just sitting here like you and I are, mm-hmm. but sitting across the Atlantic or across the Pacific on the other side of the world. That, to me, says the world has changed tremendously, and we all better get with it. And people are wanting to share their experiences. I think that's the takeaway from yeah. all this is that fear doesn't have to be avoided. I mean, failure doesn't have to be avoided. You can, you can embrace it, and people and these type of conduits that are being developed now, you can capitalize on that and learn from everybody's mistake and make a much better success out of what you're well, doing. Well, Spark, I, I met John Wexler, as I told you. I met him just a short time ago yeah. because I heard of this and heard that people were willing to talk about it, yep. I, I literally just said, yes, I'll do it. I have a game tonight, but that's, you know, and I usually do some other things during the day. I sure. said, no, I wanted to, I wanted to get into this because I like the fact that, that entrepreneurs are coming together because I think the first part of becoming better at dealing with failure is, is that you have to recognize it. And I think some have recognized it because they're here. Right. The next step is to embrace it. You know, Pat Riley, the great coach, he talks about that. Embrace that kind of experience. Embrace, if it doesn't work, own it. Absolutely. That's the key. When you own it, then you figure out what it is you need to change about it and then make that change. And when it comes back, either way, 
own that as well. All right, final thought for a new entrepreneur, because you've been in business and you've yeah. been in sports. There's a lot of similarities there. For a new entrepreneur that has an idea, doesn't know where to start, or, or has that fear of even jumping in and taking that risk, what do you say? I, I say jump in. I think you've got you to be willing to talk to people. Life is built on relationships. And you've got, they probably have some relationships, just haven't had an initial conversation. To just right. tell someone who, what you're thinking. And inevitably, what I find is that there's somebody who knows someone that you can just go sit and talk to. And then it grows. And then they'll send you somewhere else. You develop those relationships. And, and the more you do that, the more energy you get. Is that people are willing to accept the, the, the call. But it goes back to embracing it. Because I think some don't embrace it because they're fear that somebody's going to say no. So what? Go to somebody else, they'll say yes. If they say no, don't worry about it. The, the nature of life is most people are willing to help and want to help. Yes, Frankly, I think that's what we're all here for. I, I completely agree. Okay, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we'll be watching your career all, uh, on a regular basis. Thanks for spending time in uh, PhilFest 2014. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Thanks. Mark. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank Take you. care. What a great guy. What a funny guy. <laughs> That, we are really proud to be able to meet with him. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to Edge of the Web Radio. Special thank you to my colleague, Tom Broadbeck. Uh, boy, we went through a heck of a lot of interviews over the last few weeks, and there's going to be more to come. So check out everything online at edgeofthewebradio.com. Do not be a piece of cyber driftwood. Edge of the Web Radio.